Howdy, my friends, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. We hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving break, whether you're with family or friends. We just hope that you ate a lot and uh, we had a lot to be thankful for. We're very thankful for you and listening today. We've got a great episode for you today. John Blevins is my co-host. I uh, share a couple of, uh, not a, like quite a few crazy stories from my recent trip to Seattle. We have a good laugh about that. We also play one of our favorite games here on the show called Freestyle Preaching, where me and John take turns uh, giving each other three random words that we have to um, stick in to a 60-second sermon. We hope that you enjoy that. And then finally, you know, we kind of do our fake silly sermons in the second segment. In the third segment, both John and I travel and speak. And I wanted to be like, John, what are like the main things, the main points that you want to get across when you travel to, uh, you know, preach the gospel? And then I shared some of mine as well. So um, we have a lot of fun and then a lot of things that really come from the heart this week. So we hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. We appreciate it. Enjoy. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Bearden. Lene. Hey man, I, I, how are you doing? I am doing, I'm doing well. I'm. Am, am I allowed to ask that? On the radio, you're not supposed to ask that. You call on the radio, they say, all right, you'll be on in five minutes. Don't ask them how they're doing. And everybody does it. Yeah, everybody hates it and it's normal. But since you interrupted me, from answering it, it's, it's totally worse. okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. No, no, no. Okay, good. Now we're having a real conversation, not a, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Okay, let's talk about the Lions. You know, like, <laughs> the Lions! <laughs> um, so I have, uh, I, I forgot about something. I, I didn't actually tell you this. We, we have a great show planned for you today, and I totally forgot about how I was going to introduce today's show. Oh. Um, so I need to pull this up. So... Uh, what, what's been new in your world lately? Why am I nervous right now? <laughs> oh, uh, you shouldn't be. It's going to be great. Oh, okay. What's been new in my world? Uh, well, I am actively trying to get a butter sponsorship and it might be working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from a country crock? What's going on? No, oh, that's not butter. That's fake. And that's offensive. Uh, Tillamook. A little Tillamook. Tillamook. Okay. Okay. You know, just cause I talk about butter all the time. I'm doing it for free. Australian uh, that's been going butter. on. Wife and kids are good. So it's that holiday season, holiday season. So whoop de doo, dickery. Yeah, wash your mouth. Don't forget, I'm not gonna finish that line because I don't know what it says. Okay, um, to hang up your socks. Oh, is that what it says? Okay, yeah, because sure. he'll be coming down the chimney. Okay. Coming down the chimney down. So you've been. You, I mean, this is our think post Thanksgiving episode, but yeah. we are recording this before Thanksgiving. So uh, I'm going to do what I did to Father Anthony uh, uh, around Christmas time. I once asked him what his homily was, how his homily went for Christmas, even though yep. we were recording before Christmas. And I made him fake his homily <laughs> and then <laughs> revealed to everyone that it didn't happen. So um, how was your Thanksgiving, John? My Thanksgiving was great. Uh, unfortunately, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we had to do a bunch of family pictures. I already did family pictures, but now we have to do them for the whole immediate extended family of my mom and dad and brothers and whatever and sister and uh, so that, that wasn't super fun, but I'm sure they'll look good. Uh, the food amazing. I made a butternut squash soup. That was life-changing and had a lot of wine <laughs> and celebrated a big Detroit lions win over the bills. So wild stuff. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you won a big parlay on some teams this yeah, week. Yeah, can huh? you believe that the Lions, Michigan, and USA all won within three days of each other? Best three days of my life. What's really funny is it's highly likely that the exact opposite I has know. already happened. Okay, hold on. Ohio State, Michigan will be a fun one, but it's going to be – yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be uh, fun. Uh, that, that's your best chance, I think. Like The Lions aren't beating the Bills. Hey, we've won 3-0, uh, baby. Three in a row. I'm, I'm so proud of you, and it's so Thank funny you. that uh, – uh, I saw that you tweeted the other day. You're like, everybody's been hating on me. I said we were going to go on a win streak, and we're one th- three in a row, and uh, so I'm right. But I yeah. also know that like you have never predicted a Lions loss. So you have not- been pre- <laughs> you've been predicting them to no, go no, no, 17 and no. 0 every year, no, and now you're true. finally vindicated because they've won three in a row. No, that's <laughs> almost true, but no, I'm pretty realistic. <laughs> this year, this year I said between seven and nine wins, and I stand by it. I still think that's actually the exact number between seven and nine. Uh, we're, we're we're favored in the rest of, of the if, as long as barring any bad injury, they'll be favored in every single game on their schedule from here on out, except for against the Bills and against the Vikings. I think uh, um, I I think if their offense was o- the only team that played, they could go seven and nine. But the fact that y'all have a defense makes it less than that. <laughs> hey, at least you said we have a defense. That's the nicest thing people have said about yeah. defense in a while. All right. Uh, are you ready for my introduction to the I'm nervous, show? but I'm ready. Okay. Here's an email that I got about um, about the show. Oh. So this is now two episodes ago. I was sitting with um, our good friend, Allison Bearded Sullivan, and we were talking about how I went and bought this background at Joanne's. And, you know, it's just kind of naturally funny that me, a 33-year-old chubby, bald white man, went into Joanne's, and I'm not their target demographic, and we... Laughed about that, right? Yeah. So then, so then I got an email. I just came across your name written at the end of a podcast I listened to and just enjoy so much. It's one that is so true to our Catholic faith. I'm like, this could go multiple ways. <laughs> I was quite happy uh, that when I looked up your name to discover that you will have your own podcast. She's so excited. She found us, John. I'm so This is so great. Okay. Um, I thought I would start with the most recent episode and go from there. I was so surprised at what I just heard. I was like, this is going great. I'm glad you're surprised. Um, that I'm going to make my first ever online complaint. <laughs> oh no, that's not that's not how you start a complaining email. But okay, um, I, th- th- this was going so well, and also I don't believe her. After reading the rest oh, of this email, sure. there's zero chance this is her first online complaint. <laughs> yeah, she's a Karen for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what my wife said. <laughs> yeah. Um. I have never even commented negatively anywhere online. We've got a saint on our hands. This saint is emailing us about the show, okay? But I just heard such worldly, trendy humor putting down the women who work and shop at Joanne's, and it make, made me so sad. I was like, is it, is it trendy to make fun of Joanne's? I've never heard anybody make a joke about Joanne's. I haven't <laughs> heard of Joanne's in 10 years. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's uh, worldly and trendy. Um it made me so sad you insulted age, specifically older women. Or to paraphrase your words, women so old they are ready to die. <laughs> I was like, I did say that. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my gosh. She said, you insulted people who love to create and shop or work at Joanne's. You did this all to get a laugh. And I'm here to say I agree with this woman. I did say it all to get a laugh. That's the point of jokes. The whole point of jokes is to get a laugh. And apparently it worked because she recognized that I was joking 
And uh, I thought it was hilarious. So everyone else that listened to it and probably and knows us and knows the style of the show probably chuckled along. I we have old women who listen to the show. I didn't get any hate mail from them. They love the show and they love me. Uh, but uh, this I just thought it was so funny. I laughed so hard. We very rarely get like actual hate mail for the show, and I was like, really. A joke about Joanne's is what does it. That's what does me in. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe she had a bad week, lost her puppy, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of factors before you make your first <laughs> negative online comment. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's wild. I have an affirmation for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nobody likes to get put down, even, even, if, even, if, uh, even if you think it's funny. Uh, I was doing an event in Green Bay, Wisconsin. By the way, I asked a question. I do like do this thing where I ask questions to the, everyone who's who's there when I'm doing a talk with young people um, because they're like, come up with a game. And I'm like, I'm not playing a game. I don't do games anymore. I'm not East Minister. Uh, and, and I just like stand up if you agree with my hot take, sit down if you disagree with my hot take. Um, and it gets so fun. And I was like, it's time for Aaron Rodgers to retire. And dude, everyone in Green Bay, I'm like, two MVPs in a row, <laughs> one bad season. You're so spoiled. I digress. After that conference, Father Ed Looney came up and said hello oh, to me. Yeah, do you know him? Yeah, I do, yeah. He is a listener of the show. Nice. He came up and he was like, hey, man, I love listening to your episodes on Forte. Uh, how's Taylor doing? And I was like, Taylor's great. Like that. Well, that's so cool. That's the first time where I've been not online where that's happened. Uh, there are people online, of course, who we both know who love the show. And uh, But this is the first time I've been approached like in person at an event where someone's like, oh, Forte, that's cool. So yeah, well done, dude. Well, that's great. I'm glad it took four years. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's when there was a pandemic. I wasn't out that much, okay? Yeah, that's, that's not true. true. I was out just the same amount. Uh, oh, so it was just so funny. Like, honestly, made my day, and I was like, now I have a starter for the show. Thank you. Did you respond and be content. like, I'm so sorry, like, you took it the wrong way. I love no, you. Come back or no? No. So um, I typed out an email. I typed out an email, and what the email said was, LOL, yes, the intention of jokes is to get a laugh, and then I deleted it and didn't hit send. <laughs> There's one thing you could have done that would have been even better, and that What's is that? to send her a digital gift card to Joanne's. $10. <laughs> that would be so funny. I'm, I'm doing so, it. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you just have to kick, click the link, send it to her. Here's $10 to Joanne's. I'm so sorry. I hope you come back to the show. Oh, just don't I'm, listen to this week's I'm episode. Doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's so funny. Uh, that's what I'm doing for Giving Tuesday is I'm sending this woman a Joanne's <laughs> gift card. That's so funny. Okay. I had, um, I had a great trip recently to seattle the pacific Ooh, did you North. have coffee craft beer okay what? keep going i i did not i did not but alcohol does come up here in just a moment yeah. uh it was just beautiful the air was so clean i got to see the mountain so i i i bookended my year in seattle i had never been to seattle before in january february i went to seattle to lead a retreat and here i am back at the end of the year leading a retreat in seattle and I mentioned on the show that they're like the biggest mountain in the 48 states. All the 10 biggest are in Alaska, but the biggest mountain in the 48 is Mount Rainier right outside of, of Seattle. And I was in Seattle and for four days and never saw the mountain. It's right there. And they were like, really? the mountain's right there, but it was just so cloudy. And like, the, there's sure. just something about the aura of the mountain. They called it the ghost mountain before it was called Mount Rainier. And like, it literally just disappears, even though it's massive. And so like I had, I, I talked on the show at the beginning of the year, how I just had this existential dread knowing this mountain was there. I'm staring at it and it just wasn't there. And I was like, ah! wow. <laughs> you couldn't see it on the plane either. No, no, I couldn't see it on the plane. Nothing. Wow. So, so I'm flying back. And I'm not on, I, um, 
I'm an aisle sitter, so I don't have control of the window. So all the windows are closed. Uh, I don't see the mountain coming in. And then I get I, I get out uh, at the airport. I get picked up by the youth minister. We're driving out. Five minutes down the drive, we hit this curve, and just boom, I see it. It's perfectly clear. I saw Mount Rainier. My existential dread that started at the beginning of 2022 is over. <laughs> I like that. That's amazing. Why do I? Why have I heard of that mountain? Is there a, is there like a lake? Rainier, where like people die. I feel like there's something bad about that mountain that I've heard. Oh yeah, it just disappears. Uh. <laughs> the mountain, yeah, it just doesn't exist. That's amazing. I'm no, glad I, you got I, to see I it. I think you might have heard of it because it's the largest mountain. Nah, I'm pretty sure people died there. I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm sure people were like, "Hey, let's go to the top," and then they got to the bottom quicker than they planned. Yikes! <laughs> see, it was a joke. Uh, That's a funny. Yeah, I, I said May it all in those order people to rest get a laugh. in peace. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks for your support. Okay. You're uh, so the alcohol story. I've got a bunch of stories from this weekend. Um, so we get to the the camp. This is this is a Catholic deanery retreat, right? So there's all these yeah. parishes coming together, but like. Like a lot of youth ministry stuff, there aren't a lot of Catholic camps, so we're going to a Protestant camp, like a non-denominational camp, where we're going to do all the Catholic stuff. We still have mass and adoration and confession stuff, but it's at a Protestant camp. And we get there, it's me, the youth minister, and the guy that works at the camp. And I, I hear him explaining to the youth minister, the youth minister's been going here for 10 years, like they have a relationship with this camp, right? He's used to it. But he's like, oh, yeah, the cabins are open over here. Um, you know, we've got the we've got the main uh, cafeteria open. And also uh, we've got your ta- we've got the tab open. And I was like, the tab. Do I get to drink at this retreat? Like, no get, way. Me, get me a whiskey. Get me some beer. I was so surprised that like there's alcohol. There's a, tab at a Protestant camp at a Protestant camp. Like, is that even legal? And then I realized that was short for their large meeting space, their church. That was the tabernacle. <laughs> oh yeah the, that's very different that's the very different tabernacle room was open i was very disappointed <laughs> the tab is open that's a weird why who, who i've never heard ever 15 years of parish ministry never heard someone call the tabernacle the tab well it's a protestant church so there's not like an actual like point. catholic tabernacle <laughs> like it's not where we hold the eucharist right it's the yeah. you know the, the tabernacle is like the holy space right like it's it's where Church, their whole church service is like where I did all my talks and all that sort of thing, right? I just so you really did funny. not get alcohol. You did not get alcohol. I did not get alcohol, but I did get upgraded to first class on the way there, and I got upgraded hey. wine. I felt like I was at the wedding of Cana in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, it was very good. Um, the cra- crazy thing. Okay, so we're at the retreat. Uh, me and the youth minister are there. He, we're getting set up. Um, and then we start getting these phone calls. But pe- the kids are supposed to be getting there between like 5 and 6. And it's 5, 5.15, 5.30, 5 5.45. There's only a few kids there. And then it gets to be 6, 6.15, 6.30. Like Mount the Rainier. arrival window was 5 was five to 6. Yeah, the mountain, they got lost. <laughs> they got lost in the mountain. <laughs> yeah, no. no, but here's the thing. There's like one main highway to get to this camp right outside of Olympia, Washington, which is their capital. Um, someone had... Like, not involved in the retreat, but on the for- main highway to get there, right? Yeah. Um, stole a semi-truck. Like, from a rest stop. Like, a ga- gas station stop, right? Stole a semi-truck. Uh, probably drove it as well as you or I would drive a semi-truck, right? Like, able to, but we've never done it before, so it didn't look yeah. pretty. D- is driving down the highway, swerving in and out of traffic in a semi-truck. 
the, it's a huge police chase. Police cars are chasing Yikes. the semi truck. This and, and then this this guy is swerving in out of traffic, crashes the semi truck. So everyone was late to this retreat because someone <laughs> stole a semi truck. As as excuses for being late to church go, it was a pretty good one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how do you compete with that, dude? Now, now you have to capture their attention the rest of the weekend without them talking about that they're part of a high-speed chase. Do you know what was in the semi? What if that? What was in there? Uh, uh, a thief. <laughs> yeah, but why, Taylor? See, these are the questions I want to know. I'm going to Google this as soon as we're done. Oh, what, what, what was in there? Was it a Lay's potato chip truck? Because totally get it. I I think um, I think the primary reason that this was stolen was that certain things are legal in Seattle that aren't legal elsewhere. <laughs> ah. I think there was some outside influence on the inside of this thief. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, so that is the craziest and most outlandish like excuse That's crazy. To That's church, wild. church event ever. What is, like what, you've been working in ministry or you worked in ministry for a long time, <laughs> now you're doing, you know, uh, online stuff. What is like the craziest excuse either you've had or you've heard for being late to something for church? Uh, okay, so Life Teen Leadership Conference, Atchison, Kansas. Uh, middle, I think that conference every year that I've been doing ministry uh, was in June, which is like, I think, tornado season, right? Like, I think that summer and then spring and a little bit of fall, right, are like major tornado season. And uh, Atchison, Kansas, obviously, Kansas, tons of tornadoes. There was a group, a, an entire bus that got stuck um, in like – torrential downpour and tornado like weather they ended up going off road to try to like escape some of this weather and got stuck in mud and their bus was stuck there for like eight hours so they didn't they they were about 12 hours late to the event and of course there's 50 kids 100 kids and so everyone gets up on stage the next day they missed a whole day and you know the host is like hey welcome them they're okay like they were sleeping in a bus and i was like oh that sounds like absolute hell you know, and terrifying as well with all the weather, but they made it. I don't know. Some, something happened. They like walked and found a house and the guy brought his tractor and got the bus unstuck eventually and crazy stuff. But that was uh, a whole day late. And I'm pretty sure Life Team gave him a discount for being late. I, I would love nothing more to have been the worship leader at that conference because Why? right when they arrived, I would have started playing blow mighty wind of god <laughs> what's the storm one dude i'll praise you in the storm didn't I'll people praise see you in the storm i will lift my hands yes I, dude it's all i would have done the whole rest of the weekend <laughs> yeah uh that's pretty funny but that, that's a good excuse i'm trying to think of mine i don't know if i have i'm not usually late because my wife doesn't let me be late we've not been late to church once in our whole marriage wow isn't that isn't that wild and it's never me. It's like 30 minutes before mass. Mass is eight minutes away. And she's like, let's get the shoes on for the kids. I'm like, why? And, she, and we, we get there 10 minutes early almost every time. Uh, it's funny because it's the opposite here. I'm the one that has to get us ready on time. But I'm Ooh. also the one that doesn't want to do anything to help get the kids ready. It's like, if I'm ready, we're ready. And I'm like, I'm leaving. We're getting there on time. And they're like half dressed with no shoes on. <laughs> and like, you know, the daughters are wearing like their uh, powder puff girls dresses. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> time. Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right. More stuff from this week. I'm just just incredible amounts of things. Yeah, happening. these are great stories. It's so much fun. Um, this one, not so fun though. I, 
you, you know, you mentioned that uh, you got some good news about, you know, somebody brought up the show in person, right? Yeah. Usually when somebody brings up the show in person, it's like typically like when I'm going to an event, like people will have listened to the podcast, even if they're not like avid listeners, they wanted to get like a taste of the show and then they hear me, you know, make fun of Joanne's and they're like, okay, this is something that I can be down with. And then we have a yeah. good time. Right. Um, but the guy running tech at this retreat was a 16 year old. He's, he's like on the, the teen leadership team and, you know, super into his faith. And uh, uh, it was cool. I, I ended up spending a good amount of time at the retreat with him, uh, you know, because I'm just, I was, you know, a sound guy. I was helping him with the soundboard and he was the one that was putting up like my slides and stuff for my talk. So we spent a lot, a, a good amount of time at the retreat together. And about, um, you know, halfway through the second day, he was getting pretty comfortable, you know, feeling pretty comfortable with me. Right. And he said, um, He's like, oh, yeah, uh, I've never really listened to it, but my mom listens to your podcast. <laughs> oh, no. It's the first time I have yeah. ever felt old specifically about the podcast. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Dude, that's tough. That is that is tough. It's also it's also cool. Right. It's cool because he likes you. He thinks you're cool. And then it's like, hey, my mom listens to your stuff, too. That's good. Maybe he'll listen to this one. Yeah, so it was it was really funny. I uh, when when I was saying bye to to everybody, and I, when I said bye to him the next day, um, I was like, "Hey, man, it was really great hanging out with you. You did a great job at the tech stuff. Like, this is where I got started in ministry. So, like, this is real, you know, I was like your age and started doing tech. I was running sound and you know doing slides, and um, I just you know you did a great job, and I really enjoyed our time together." And he was like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And then he kind of he kind of chuckled. He's a good sense of humor. He was like, all right, bye. I'll never see you again. And I turned, I'll never see you again. I turned over my shoulder and I said, but you'll hear me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Overheard by the podcast by his mom, mom listening. So, hi, yep. mom. <laughs> Hello, mother of tech hi, guy. Nice hi, to, nice tech to. guy's mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, two, two final things from this weekend in Seattle. One, I mentioned earlier that I was at you know the Protestant camp. So I thought it was tab, but obviously there's no alcohol there, right? But the one thing that I would think would be at um at Protestant camps is a Bible. Is a Bible. Yeah. It's a Bible. Um it would be many Bibles actually. Right? You didn't even set me up for this. Uh so it was like, you know, there like this this camp could hold like, you know, a ton of people. There's a ton of cabins, a ton of space. And uh we were going to go do Lexio Divina. Every, every time I, I lead a retreat, I like to do a session of Lexio Divina where they can have like their own kind of guided prayer time, right? Kind of so that they can yep. take it home and do it themselves. Um, and there's this beautiful dock out, out, in the, out in the lake. So we got to spread out on the dock and like be in this beautiful weather. There's mountains in the background. There's, you know, leaves are changing color and falling. Like it was just gorgeous, right? So we were going to spend 15, 20 minutes out in like perfect peace and quiet. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, so where are the Bibles at? They didn't have Bibles wow. at the Protestant camp. Like, what are you doing, man? How do you not have a Bible? So we had to, like, print it out on, like, pieces of paper. Like, what is this? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Did, was it not on the packing list for the kids to bring a Bible? Who does a retreat and doesn't have the kids bring a Bible? Uh, No one. I've never put bring a Bible on it. One, because I know my Catholic kids probably don't have one. Oh, we and always two, did. they're there. They're supposed to be there. <laughs> so that part I understand, and they should be there for sure. That's super weird. I mean, they're in hotels. They should be in the Protestant camp. Right. Uh, but they should, but also like, yeah, we always, even kids who don't have, like didn't have a Bible would buy one because it said it on the packing list. You had to bring one. Oh, nice. Very good. 
Um, I'm just, you know, I'm not a paper guy. I have my Bible right here in my phone, you know. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so what was really funny is since they didn't have Bibles and we didn't have a way to print, we had to ask the Protestant camp to print out, you know, 60 of these sheets. Um, so I made them print out the new American version. <laughs> yes. Owned. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was fun. All right. Final thing. Uh, we were at mass and, um, uh, the person doing one of the readings said a reading from a letter to the Collegians. Mm. And I had no idea if it was Colossians or Galatians. And I still don't know. So if anybody who went to mass last weekend can let me know what the reading was from. <laughs> I'm 99% sure it was Colossians because the person mispronounced it at mine as well as like Colosseans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Coliseum. It's just, it's just like I, I I don't understand as a lector why you wouldn't look over it first. Like you know, like like I get if it's like a teen or a kid. It's kind of funny when they do it, but like at your parish, it was probably a grown adult. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I, I love that stuff in youth ministry because it's like those little things are like cute. It's kind of fun, right? They're learning. Like that's great. I I encourage that. But like adults not read like you could you could tell when people haven't read before. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, well, and every, almost everyone has the internet. I just go to usccb.org and listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you're not sure, you don't even have to Google it. You can just hit play and listen to somebody read it. Colossians. <laughs> uh, my favorite one ever, though, which has happened multiple times in my life, is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Filipinos. <laughs> it's my favorite it's one so every great. time. Especially when I grew up in, like, a very – it was a very large Filipino uh, parish. And I worked at that same parish then for many years. And it happened. It must have happened once a year minimum the whole time I was there. That's so great. I can do all yeah. things through Christ who strengthens me from the from the Filipinos. Yes, <laughs> they're very strengthened. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love that so much. So, um, well, yeah, that was my week. I uh, I got some lovely hate mail that made me laugh. It made my week, and I was already having a good week with with Seattle. We hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving week as John and I did, and obviously he won his bet. So everybody's having a good hey. time. <laughs> Whenever we come back, we're going to play. Uh, speaking of preaching, I spent all weekend preaching, so I want to keep it going. We're going to play freestyle preaching, one of our favorite games here on the show. Do not go. Anyway, the day this episode publishes is very late on what is known worldwide. I don't know about worldwide, but at least here in the U.S. as Giving Tuesday. And Forte Catholic could use your support on Giving Tuesday um, or Giving Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whatever you are listening to this. We could use your help literally every day. Uh, so why support Forte Catholic? Number one, because God said so. I mean, maybe he didn't come out with a booming voice like, hey, you should give your money to Forte Catholic. But he did say that we should be, you know, giving back to, to him and, and, and the church and to ministries from the good things that he has given us. And we, as a Catholic nonprofit, 501c3, uh, you know, you get a little bang for your buck there. You get to give a little bit of money to God through Forte Catholic. And uh, the government also likes that as well. The second reason you should get to Forte Catholic is we actually did some math leading up to Giving Tuesday this year. Forte Catholic has reached 2.4 million people in the seven years that we have been a thing. So we've reached uh, half a million here on the podcast and YouTube and almost another 2 million on our social media feeds. Uh, so if you want to help support us and help us get to the next 2.4 million people reached with the good news of the gospel, it's a great thing that you could be supporting. Also, we really need your help uh, because we are growing and our mission is growing and the things that we're being invited into is growing. I need help. We need to um, 
hire another staff member and we have the person in mind. We just need the money now at this point. So if you can give a monthly donation to help go towards paying our uh, our next employee, ForteCatholic.com slash donate is the way to do that. If you can't give monthly, then a one-time donation would help us with, uh, you know, kind of close out the year on a positive note. But uh, yeah, if you can give $25, $50, $100 a month to go towards uh, this young man who I'm hiring salary to really help us out, it'll it'll, um, it'll allow him to uh, do more. But he wants to do what he feels God is calling him to do in uh, you know doing this, what we're doing here in trying to change Catholic media and entertainment and uh, bring the joy of the gospel to as many people as we can. That will also free me up to be able to do um, some more big projects that I've had in the back of my mind for a while that I just don't have time for because uh, there's a lot to do here at Forte Catholic. So we can really use your help, fortecatholic.com slash donate. We appreciate everything you can do. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is still the bearded wonder. I'm so glad that John is here to play one of our favorite games here on the show, it's called Freestyle Preaching. So f- both of us have been preaching, speaking for uh, uh, half a millennia, it feels like, right? So, Oh, my uh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> what this game is, is we are going to give each other three words. Those are like our, our key words, right? We're going to take turns giving each other three words, and then we have 60 seconds to give you a heartfelt sermon, a little 60-second message of what the Lord wants you to hear, including those three words. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? If it makes sense to you, it probably makes sense to the listeners. It makes sense to me. Okay. Um, I, uh, would you like to preach first, or would you like me to preach first? I'd like you to go first. Uh, that is confusing. Would you like to preach first, or would you like, I'd like me to th- preach first? I'd like you to preach first. Okay, then please, sir, give me three random words that I will include here in my sermon. Okay. Uh, your words are buffaloes, coffee, and advent calendars. Ooh, that's four words, but I'll, I'll accept it. Well, Ad- yeah, yeah, advent calendar. <laughs> advent calendars, okay. Sometimes our faith can actually be confusing, right? Like, I'm still not convinced uh, what we have in, in America. Do we have buffaloes or bison? I, I, I apparently say it wrong every single time. I've been taught this, and yet I still get it wrong. I think it's buffalo because we have, like, the buffalo bills and their buffaloes, right? But I, I swear I've pet a bison in America, and I'm just very confused, right? And things in our faith can be confusing and yet somewhat surprising, right? Like my feelings about coffee. I didn't like coffee my entire life. And then about a year ago, I was surprised at how tired I felt every single day. Uh, But it was still a good thing when I started drinking coffee. I drink coffee right now, which is probably why I'm talking like a mile a minute. Uh, But, you know, here we are finding ourselves in the Advent season. So even if we're confused about how God became man, this is the mystery that we are... um, you know, preparing for, we can still be pleasantly surprised by what God wants to do in our life. And we can participate that in Advent leading up to Christmas by the surprise of opening up our Advent calendars each and every day. So even if you're confused in faith, the Lord Jesus is coming for you. Amen. Wow. I think it was four seconds as- over, but that was amazing. How many? Four? Four seconds over, but I still, oh, yeah. I, I thought I, I felt like I talked for like two minutes. <laughs> I'm glad nope, it was nope, that was seconds. just like a minute, six minutes. <laughs> that's good, dude. I like that. the Buffalo Bison one. Was that's good? <laughs> I I have no idea because like I was said for years because my <laughs> uncle my uncle owned a a, uh, a ranch for a long time and like the 
buffalo bison would walk up to the house, like literally up to the yeah. house. And they are massive. I had no idea how big they were. And I walked up and pet them. And I said for years that I, I put, uh, pet bison. And everybody's like, no, you didn't. They don't live in America, you idiot. And I'm like, ah, I leave me alone. Tr- I don't think that's true. I, I think they do live in America. There, there's, I, de- there's de- they're definitely different things. Buffalo versus bison. They're definitely different things. And one is American and the other is like outside of the U.S. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's bison, not buffalo, apparently, in America. Uh, buffalo. buffalo and bison are distinct. Old world true bison. buffalo. Bison are found in North America. Okay. So that's really confusing because the buffalo bills... Yeah, have a buffalo as their thing, but the bison's are what's in America. See, it's very confusing. Yeah, it's it's not, like, no, I'm more confused. <laughs> yeah, just like Catholicism, the more we learn, the more confused we get. <laughs> yep. All right, are you ready? Are you ready for? I think you have a, a lot to follow here. Uh, yeah, no, I think you did a very good job with three. Coffee's an easy one to transition from anywhere to anything with with church stuff, but the other two words, not easy. Well done, my friend. Well, I'm I'm very proud of myself, and I think I'm going to be proud of you because you. I, I think you're, you know, I think what I remember of you playing this game last time is that you were better than Anthony, and I thought that was funny because he gives a sermon every day, a homily every day. Ah, got him, <laughs> got him. Okay, uh, it is right. your turn, sir. I'm going to give you three words um, here in our holiday season. I'm going to make sure that I give you an Advent or a Christmas word, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you um, lions because you love your Detroit Lions. I'm going to give you lions. Stable and prepare. Lions, stable and prepare on your market. Lions, stable. Yep. And prepare. Yep. Okay. Mark, get set, go. As you know, I have been a diehard Detroit Lions fan my entire life. And what I'd like to say to people about that is that it proves that I am loyal because nobody chooses to be a Lions fan. You choose to be a Patriots fan or a Packers fan, but not the Lions because they're horrible. But I'm a loyal person, and and, and I am an imperfect human being. But you know who else is even more loyal than us? The God of the universe who created us and knows us, and he does not disappoint. He does not let us down ever. In fact, he became one of us as a tiny little infant baby in a stable so that we could know what it's like. He came into the filth of our life and entered into it and showed us how to live and how to love because that is who he is. And he loves us very much. And he wants to prepare our hearts to make sure that we're ready to receive him in his word every single day as Catholics in sacrament and in all that we do. So follow the God of the universe who loves you more than you can ever imagine. That was great. You were, yeah, you were four, <gasps> four seconds under. Early. So you were yeah, perfect. under. You did I needed to go four man. seconds, but okay, here we go. That's, no, not, no, that's no, a no, good warm fine. up. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's what we want. We're like, we're trying to get, you know, right around 60 seconds. So we're, we're you know, we're both within four minutes, just in opposite directions. And I think that says a lot about both of us. I'm a little long winded. You're a little bit more succinct and to the point. So I think it's, I think there it's we go. pretty well. All right, let's see how our, our second one goes. I would like three more words from you, sir. So I can, I, I can, you know, obviously share this prepared message that I have. All right, you get eggnog. Oof. <laughs> Did you just say you or who? I said woof. <laughs> like, <"Oof."> yeah. <laughs> you get eggnog. Pictures. Words are hard. You can literally eggnog, <laughs> pictures, and rent. Rent. All right, here we go. Uh, so. 
I, you know, last segment I was talking about my trip to Seattle. And I watched this movie called Tick, Tick, Boom, which uh, stars Andrew Garfield, who I only knew from uh, from playing Spider-Man. And I didn't know anything about this movie other than that everybody said Andrew Garfield was tremendous at it. And what I didn't know is, one, that it was a musical. So I was delightfully surprised uh, surprised and delighted by that. He's a tremendous singer. Um, and it's about the guy who wrote the the musical Rent. So it's like based on a real story. And like, I wasn't a huge fan of Rent. Like I watched it whenever when I was in high school, but I loved this movie about like, it gave like more backstory. It was really heartfelt, great storylines. Um, and it really gave me like a, a like a, like a, a picture, an image into the, this lifestyle that I'm not really used to. Right. And it, and it was a beautiful story of like uh, making something good out of pain and suffering. Um, and I loved it just way more than I like eggnog. I think eggnog is the worst thing about the, the holiday season. It's just nasty and gross. And I would pay any amount of money to, uh, to never hear the word eggnog again. So you thought I said you when I said oof, but I, I really should say you, that stuff is nasty. So, um, you know, we, we love to, to talk about the true good and beautiful here, I would say choose great movies like Tick, Tick, Boom over the ugly, the bad, and the unbeautiful of Eggnog this holiday season. Wow. Dude, you had a moment. You you had a – that was very good. You had a moment where you could have – you said something like – and obviously I I don't get to be listening to it right now any, like, like anyone else can just rewind it. You said something like – uh, taking something broken and making it amazing or beautiful or something. And I thought that's what you're going to say about eggnog and eggs. And you can take oh! broken eggs and you can turn it into something beautiful like eggnog. No, uh, that would have been a better like play on words, but eggnog I was like, he sucks. is not. Dude, Taylor, I was like, he is not about to make this connection. That would be the funniest <laughs> thing ever. That was funny. No, well it's, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you heard it. And it's funny because one of the, like one of the funny things about, this is like we hear these silly sermons and like I'm often thinking like during real homilies or real talks like, oh, if I was up there, I probably would have said this. Right. And like sometimes people would be like, I've heard people say that sometimes that could be prideful. Like, oh, you're not the one in charge. Why don't you just listen to what they're saying? Right. But yeah. what I love about the connections that my brain is making when somebody else is preaching is like the connection that you just made of when somebody else was, was speaking, right. Of like, you're connecting it to your own life. It's bringing joy to your life. You're able to share that joy with everybody else. So I actually love when other people are preaching and you're like, like I take notes on people's homilies and talks and podcasts. And like, that's the stuff that we talk about here on the show. So I think everybody should be doing that. I think that's a, a great Agreed. point that we didn't even, uh, we didn't even try to make here, Jonathan. Good job. Okay. Thank you. Uh, speaking of holidays and um, and alcohol and oh, uh, you're you gonna know, give me bourbon, aren't you? I am. I'm gonna give you bourbon. <laughs> I almost gave you. I almost gave you bourbon. I would have enjoyed that one. I would have made. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to crush a grain of wheat unless a grain of wheat falls mm. to the ground and dies. It cannot become bourbon. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you bourbon carols, like the songs, not women, right? Uh, bourbon. Carols and family. Okay. Bourbon, family, and carols. Okay. On your mark. Okay. Get yep. set. Go. One of my favorite things about bourbon is that when you're drinking it, when you're smelling it, when you're even just looking at it and seeing it, you are looking at history. I watched this documentary called Neat. I recommend it to everyone because you don't know where the corn came from, but it came from somewhere they thought was worth it, that the soil was tilled in a certain way. You're getting the flavors from the soil, from that corn. Every single bourbon is aged in a oak charred barrel that's been only used. This is the first time it's been used. 
and you don't know which tree that came from and the soil that came with that. So the flavors are just everywhere and it's your drinking history every time you drink it. And it really is meant to be not stored away, not collected, but shared with family and the people that you love. That's, that is what it's all about. And the, the joy that comes from that really reminds me of the joy that you get from singing Christmas carols with your family. And here during this Advent and Christmas season, God is in the joy. Yes, go to Mass every single Sunday. Pray as often as you possibly can. Do your Advent prayers with your family. All of those good things. But also know that He is present in all of those moments of joy that you experience, whether you're having a nice glass of bourbon and enjoying history, or if you are just simply enjoying your family. I feel like we got a very uh, good glimpse into your personal life, your psyche, and your spiritual life there. You had a minute. You spent 43 seconds on bourbon and then tried to sneak in your family and God there at the end. And like, I forgot what good. the third word was for a second. I forgot like the, th- the third good. word. It was good. It was just like, oh, yeah, family and God, that's an afterthought. Let's talk about bourbon for I a know, while. because I, I had to remember the third word. I had to keep going. And what was the third word? It was family. Carols. It was Carols. Carols. You, you, you and I said it. it, but it was close, bro. I almost I stopped myself and asked you what the third word was, but that would have been bad. I've had to do that before, uh, which is why I now write them all down. Yep. Okay, we've got time for one more each, so please give me my final three words. All right, your three words are brewing. Brewing, okay. Uh, brewing, Psalms, and Bethlehem. It is ridiculous how long it takes for you to think of three words. You can literally well, I wanna... do anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise, I'm just gonna be like. Otherwise, I'll be like lamp, <laughs> carpet. <laughs> you, uh, John, are you just picking things around the room and saying yes. you love them? Yes, <laughs> I, I love lamp. <laughs> All right, uh, it says Bethel Hen. I don't think that's correct. I think it's Bethlehem. Okay, here we go. On your mark, get set, go. Uh, the Old Testament, we, we wouldn't really understand it without the New Testament. The New Testament really brings these stories to life. Like there are psalms about this coming king, about this coming savior. And we, you know, we, we pray them every Every week when we go to Mass, and maybe, you know, if you're doing Liturgy Hours, you're praying through the Psalms, these songs of heartache, these songs of praising God, these songs of God, where are you, these songs that really come from the human heart. Uh, but there was something, like, it was all preparing for something, and, and God knew. He had this plan brewing. Like, he had something special ready and waiting for us, and there in this old little town of Bethlehem, God changed the entire course of human history. All of the struggles that his people went through, all of this waiting, all of this hope was finally fulfilled in that little baby in a stable in Bethlehem. Uh, in Bethlehem, And uh, that's what we get to celebrate here in this Advent season. So I invite you, what is God like trying to do in your life? Because I feel like there's something special, truly brewing that he is preparing for you. So let's rejoice with him in the, uh, in the Psalms as we pr- prepare for him to come in this Advent season and to actually come on Christmas Day. Amen. Wow. You used brewing twice, minimally. Yep. You also brought in stable. So you used one of my old words. I and mean, well prepare. done. And, and prepare. prepare. I Look was at looking you. at the list and tried to bring in as many as I could. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. I like it. I also like that you said Bethlehem because it is close yeah. to Thanksgiving and Christmas and ham is on my mind as well. <laughs> Yeah, honey baked is the way to go for sure. It is. It's how the Lord is how the Lord intended, which is why, you know, uh we don't have the dietary restrictions because the Lord loves us and wanted us to have honey baked ham on, on these days. All right, you're gonna bring us home. 
And one okay. and your first word is home. And Okay. Um and magi. I'm gonna give you a, a kind of a harder one, right? Magi. Home. Okay. Magi. And let me think for 60 seconds about a third word. What hey, are you roasting word? me right now, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what I am going to say, John, is we've already got your lions. Uh let's let's talk about the you know the the, the forgotten team. In in Detroit, let's talk about the Tigers. You never really talk about the Tigers because who talks about the Tigers? So your three words are home, magi, and Tigers. Bring us home. Home, Tigers, and magi. Home, Tigers, magi. Home, Tigers, magi. Okay, ready? Yep. Go. Three, two, one, go. All right. Many people don't know this, but right next to Ford Field is Comerica Park, where the Detroit Tigers play. And so I often get to stand at Ford Field or at Comerica Park and look across the way and see another losing team, which is just <laughs> incredible because it's just, it's just the right next door. You can throw a baseball from one to the other and, and anyone can hit it, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, and, and But you know what? It's okay because it'd be, there's something about when I am home in Detroit. I was born there. I lived there for six years. And it's it's important to me. It really feels like a gift anytime that I get to go home uh, because I love that city as part of, of, of who I am. And it often reminds me that I am supposed to make a gift of myself to other people. Uh, and so I, I try to do that as often as I can. I try to think of the, the Magi bringing gifts to, to, to the king, to Jesus and offering the best that they have. Uh, and I try, you know what, the Lions, the Tigers, they're always offering the best they have. It often isn't enough. But what am I offering to the people in my life every single day to try to bring God to them? One day, the <laughs> Lord, just like he did with the Magi to Jesus, one day the Lord will give a gift to Detroit sports. We're not sure when that will be. It might take 2,000 years, 4,000 years, 6,000 years, like the promised Savior and the promised church. Uh, but one day, the Lord will give Detroit sports. <laughs> I just sure hope that it isn't like like Michigan football. Fine, I love Michigan football. Detroit Pistons have won you know a championship or two in my lifetime. I just hope that's not it. Give me some more, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said last week, uh, God, I love what you've done for me. But what have you done for me lately? <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, Detroit sports <laughs> in, in a nutshell. All right, well that's our game. I enjoyed that. I th I think you're that's very fun. good at this. I think of all Thank the, you, you too. Of, all, of all the co-hosts, I think you're the best at this. So I love playing this game with you. Hope that you guys enjoyed hearing us preach about the Advent Christmas season in the silliest way we possibly could. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to share some of our our favorite nuggets from our actual preaching, our actual teaching, um, to try to you know return to some of these main points. So do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Our YouTube channel has been doing really well lately, all because of your support. We just wrapped up our 10-week foundations course. This is um, uh, 10 videos of like the basic teachings of our faith. Whether So whether you're uh, new to the faith or want to revisit the faith um, and kind of go back to basics, our foundations uh, course is all there on the Catholic Foundations playlist at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. We've also got full-length episodes of this show where you can uh, watch us and not just hear us. Uh, we've got our uh, Catholic Perspective series where recently I've been tackling um, a lot of Disney's um, new movies and TV shows like uh, Doctor Strange. I also just did one on Rogue One, the Star Wars movie that I used to hate. Now I feel a little bit better about um, after watching the show Andor, which is another video that'll be coming out later this week. So we've got a lot going on at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Head on over there, uh, hit subscribe and check out some of the videos. We appreciate it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll and that is just John.
We're just going to stick with John. Okay. <laughs> just John? <laughs> just John. Lene? Uh, no, just just John for this one. Just John. Uh, so I was thinking about it uh, when I was speaking at the retreat. So I, like, kind of you know, built the theme of the retreat. I kind of did the flow of the talks. I ended up giving, you know, a talk Friday night, three talks Saturday, and one Sunday morning. Uh, so it was a lot of speaking, right? And it went yep. pretty well. And I think one of the reasons that it went well is that uh, when it comes to like retreats or like parish missions, it's like I'm bringing like my best stuff, right? You know, we talked about the Tigers a little bit earlier, right? Like when I was when we were watching baseball, uh, when when it comes to the playoffs, it's like the pitchers are giving their best stuff. They're not holding back at all. They don't have to worry about yep. a long season. It's like literally get the guy in front of me out. We're not worried about longevity. We're literally worried about right now. I'm bringing my best stuff, right? So when it comes to a retreat, it's like I'm bringing my A game. I'm bringing the best of myself. I'm, I'm bringing the best like um, talks. I'm like compiling the best that I possibly have to bring to this retreat, right? Because um, every now and then you have to like write a new talk or write a new, uh, you know, come up with new things for the show, right? Like so, when I come up with an idea for the show, a lot of times it's like brand new and we're talking it out for the first time. But these talks is my A game, right? Um, so I was thinking about it and I was like. There's a lot of this stuff that I've shared on the show throughout the course of the years, right? It's been seven years. And yeah. I think I, I often I work out content for my talks on the show or work out content for the show in my talks. It kind of works both sure. ways, right? Um, and I was like, there's, we're going to do like a Hall of Fame uh, or like, you know, kind of a best of. Uh, like I think the best nuggets that come from like what the Lord has told me in, and then giving me the ability to share, right? And you've been you've been you know speaking. You've been in ministry for a long time. I know that you travel to you know to give talks and stuff too. Um, so I'm going to ask you yours. Like, what do you think are your best nuggets, right? So this isn't full talks, but essentially it's like imagine I've been speaking for about 20, 25 minutes, and the band is now coming up because we're about to start adoration. There's a little bit of uh, <laughs> worship music playing as I give this final talk to bring us home as Jesus comes in in the monstrance. Does that does that, that that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. I may not be able to get into the moment, but I can talk about what I say. But I don't know if I can get into the mode of actually doing it. Oh, no, that's fine. I don't think I'm going okay, to. Okay, great. What a I, I'm what exhausted. A I did it all weekend. <laughs> I, I had my preaching. Yeah, I was just doing it last weekend. week, too, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Um, so here's one of them. I give this yeah. talk on on the Holy Spirit. We talked about the breath of God earlier in a very different context, right? But we go through um, a lot of stories that I've talked about on the show. We start with... The story of creation, how the spirit, like the same word for spirit and life and breath was one word in in uh, in Hebrew and in Greek, ruah and pneuma, right? So it's like, we where do we see the spirit throughout the course of history? The, you know, they said the spirit hovered over the waters, ministered to the waters. So even before creation, God was preparing us for something good. We see it in the valley of, of the dry bones, right? Where like um, the, the dry bones get brought back to life, but the, uh, they're, they're, you know, put back together as human bodies, but they're not alive until God breathes into them. Um, you know, the second creation story, God forms Adam and Eve out of clay. And, you know, how does, how do they come to life? He puts his breath into these dirt clods and they become human beings, right? Uh, at Pentecost, the thing that changed everybody's, you know, the, the entire course of human history, what came upon them, the spirit, the, you know, the breath, the, there's this driving wind came in and the spirit came upon them, Right. And so the same spirit that we hear about through all of Christian history, all of salvation history, is the same spirit that lives in us. And I think there's like a huge disconnect there. We're like, oh, the spirit did cool things back then, 
but what about now? It's like that's it's it's not a different spirit, or he's not tired after two thousand years, right? Like yeah. it's the same spirit that has been alive and building up all of salvation history lives in us because of our baptism. I talk to a lot uh, confirmation kids about this a lot when they're receiving the fullness of the holy of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, they're being confirmed in their baptism. Um, like that's it's the same spirit that dwells in us. And he can, God can do great things, and he wants to breathe new life into us with his breath, his spirit. So I think that's one of my, one of my favorite connections is that like, it's it, we're not living in something disconnected from history. It's that the the same spirit is alive and well in us that was alive and well, and bringing you know the same spirit that brought Jesus to, back to life lives in you, John. That's a beautiful nugget. You're I a like beautiful that. nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. I like no seriously that's beautiful. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, give me um, give me a nugget. Like what's 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 one of John's A game messages? Um, let's see. I'll, so I mean one one thing I like to do is uh, I'm always like reproposing the gospel, right? Always like in any talk ever, they're like, hey, come do give a give this talk on whatever subject. Like I'm always gonna work the Kurgman there because I feel like most middle schoolers and high schoolers like don't actually know like the whole just the basic story, right? That there there is a God. Here's why he's a relationship. He made you for relationship in his image and likeness. We are not perfect. We mess up. He promised us a savior covenants. Jesus shows us how to live, died for us, rose from the dead. And if he rose from the dead, if that's true, like I try to like get them to like answer the question of whether or not they believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead. Like if, because if they do, then like everything that you're doing at church and hearing in this talk and this conference is true and amazing and beautiful. And if he didn't, then we're all just wasting our time. So, and I find like a lot of the young people, they don't actually like have an answer. They just don't, they say like, I'm an atheist or I'm a Catholic or I'm this, but like, when's the last time they actually thought about it? Did Jesus actually rise from the dead? And I like to talk about the uh, apostles and like how they went from after the resurrection uh, to being, or, I'm sorry, before the, you know what I mean? After the crucifixion, they're, they're hiding in a room and they go from being terrified to being willing to all but one be martyred for the faith, including beheaded, hung upside down, crucified upside down. Like how do you go from hiding in a room to that um, if you took the body and threw it in the ocean, uh, you know, like you, it's because they saw the resurrected Jesus, like that something happened and they wouldn't have done that to protect a lie. So they they saw something that changed in them that made, allowed them to go from that room to there. Um, so ask yourself the question, do you believe it? And if so, then everything that we say, uh, everything that the church says is all, is just true. He rose from the dead. And I like to throw the C.S. Lewis quote in there, which I'll, I'll butcher uh, but just the whole like Christianity is either infinitely true or it's not true at all. The one thing it can't be is or important. It's either infinitely important or, or it's not important at all. The one thing it can't be is moderately important. And so like, yeah, either he rose or he didn't. Let's make a decision and then live our lives that way. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, thank you, my friend. Thank you. you. Uh, people should book you to come speak at their churches. <laughs> thank you. That sounds great. It's like a new novel idea. Um I'll give three hundred dollars off for a good bottle of bourbon. What? <laughs> there you, there you go. For a three hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, there was all those athletes that were taking all of their uh, salaries over the last few years in cryptocurrency, and that all yeah. crashed. And you're 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 never going to get paid, but you'll you know, drink a lot. <laughs> we'll, have bur- we'll have it in bourbon. Okay, yeah. it'll be great. Uh, bourbon Blevins. <laughs> Butter Blevins. There's a lot here. That's very funny. Um, it's funny. One of one of my big like realizations in my own spiritual life that I share now actually kind of picks up where you left off when you're talking about um, this, this realization of what, what changed in the apostles there at the end. Right. Um, it, it was this, this thought of all the doubts that I've ever had, like, is Jesus really real? Like, is he actually in that 
you know, piece of bread at church? Is he, did he actually rise from the dead? Uh, does he really love me? Does he really care? Like any of these doubts that I've ever had, I thought, <laughs> man, I would never doubt again if I could just like see Jesus. If I could, if I could see him perform one miracle, I'd never doubt again. If I could see uh, him rise from the dead. He walked through a wall and he came into the room and showed the showed the apostles his hands and his side and that he was back to life, right? I always thought I would never doubt again. And then it was sometime in the last year or two, I was reading the got you know the gospels and, and reading into Acts, and I was like, um the the apostles saw the miracles. They saw Jesus perform miracles. They they heard every sermon that he gave. Uh and yet where did they go when when he was when he was crucified? where you said, right? They went and hid in fear in the upper room. And then Jesus came back to life, met them in the upper room. And like, how do you ever doubt again, right? That's my assumption of what I would do. But then when Jesus assumes into heaven, where do they go back to? They go right back to to the upper room. They're still afraid, right? And the thing that changed everything was Pentecost, was the coming of the spirit, right? And I feel like so many Catholics are, um, you know, we, we understand and we have a relationship with God the Father, right? Kind of this, we, we, we attribute things to the Father in our spiritual lives. Of he's big and powerful and he's the God that I, that I uh, you know, bow down to and he's the, he's the big, the almighty. And then we have Jesus who's like our savior. He can be our friend. He's the one that teaches us how to live, like our, our model, our mentor, right? And then we're like, Holy Spirit, what? <laughs> what, what? What do you mean? How do I have a relationship with a bird? You know, like how do I have a relationship with a fire? Um but like what changed them was the coming of the Holy Spirit. So like myself inviting the Holy Spirit to have a bigger role in my spiritual life and inviting other people to like, when I go speak to like come Holy Spirit, you know, like, like invite the Holy Spirit into our lives more often, try to have a relationship with that member of the Trinity, I think is just life changing. Cause we know that it was for the apostles. Yeah. I like that. You just have a theme. You're two have a theme. <clears throat> I like that. What is that? The What's spirit, that? the breath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Very much and so. And both. And both. All right. Another uh, nugget for you. I've got one more. How many of you have left? <laughs> okay. I could, do, I could do as many as you want, but I, I, I could do this one as my last one if you want. The, I could do the, this uh, all day. You're like Captain America. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, one of the things that has just had a profound impact on me when other speakers have done this is, and I just do it as well, because like, to, if you can connect scripture and Catholicism, I know that like as Catholics, we don't need to do that because we wrote it and approved the, the Bible and stuff. But a lot of right. kids don't know that. And a lot of Protestants don't. Um, and so just just like connecting the sacraments to um, like to scripture and showing like, hey, this is this is like actually a thing that happens. So I often talk to about the Eucharist and mass in general, right? Because every retreat I've ever done, every talk you ever do, like I try to make sure um, if it's already not on the schedule, that mass is in the schedule, that the sacraments are happening, that people can go to confession, that they can go to mass. And most middle schoolers and high schoolers just don't understand mass and don't, you know, that we're speaking to at least. Yeah. They don't understand mass. They don't necessarily know what's going on. When I had it all explained to me, like everything that happens in mass basically comes from scripture. Dr. Scott Hahn, great book um, on, on that. And like basically went to mass multiple times and basically was like, oh my gosh, this is all in scripture. I know, I know what's happening when he was paying attention. I think it's called the Lamb Supper, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that book, just good stuff. And so I talk a lot about just the, like, if you understood passionately, like if you, if you raise your hand, if you've ever lost somebody in your life, right. And mo- almost, almost always someone raises their hand, grandparent, whatever. Um, and you just say like the closest you will ever be to them is when you're at mass. When we, when we pray the prayers, 
uh, when and the, and the priest says, right, that with all the angels and saints, we proclaim that like we actually believe that we're lifted up into heaven and that we're with the angels and saints. And if the people that you lost in your life are in heaven, then they're a saint. And so they're with us. The closest you'll ever be to someone you lost if they're in heaven is going to be every time you go to mass. How could that be boring? Um, so you'll be thinking of them and praying for them and asking for their intercession. Uh, and, and then talking about like just the Eucharist, like closing with John chapter six, reading it. I, John six is the reason I'm still Catholic, Taylor. Like I made a joke 15 years ago about how I could just like, why not just go become a Protestant pastor and just get super rich and then try to like convert them all to Catholicism. Right. Yeah, yeah. And John six is the reason I could never, ever leave the church with all its scandal, with, with everything that, and the way that the church has broken my heart in many ways, um, the institutional church that is. Like the Eucharist is the reason I can't ever leave because his, the, as you just said earlier, like all the, all the apostles, the disciples, they, they're, they're watching Jesus walk on water. They're, they, they watch him feed, you know, 5,000 plus people. And then all of a sudden in that same chapter of John six, he's giving them the bread of life discourse and says over and over and over and over again, unless you eat my flesh and you will not have life within you. Unless you drink my blood, you'll have no, no life within you. And there, the Jewish people are getting upset because he's talking about Moses and the, and the bread that the manna that came down from heaven. And he just keeps saying they died. Like he's like roasting them. He's like, your ancestors ate that bread and they died. (laughs) The bread that I give you is the bread of eternal life. And eventually at the very end, and I often will read that whole thing kind of dramatically and talk about how they get angry and angry in the words that are used in scripture are kind of funny. Um, but at the very end, like this, you know, someone says, Hey, this is, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? And Jesus quadrupled quintuples down again. And it says in John chapter six, verse 66 and John six, 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 that many of the apostles uh, or disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. And like, all Jesus had to do was be like, all right, I was just kidding. I went overboard. Like we've all been there. We've all said something. We've all been there where we're like ranting and someone's like, that's a little too much. And you're just like, all right. Like you're a kid with a game, right? And you're like, these are the rules. And your kid's like, we're not playing that game. It's like, okay, okay, okay. We'll change the rules. Like, and Jesus very well could have just been like, no, um, that's not what I meant. You're misunderstood me. And then he's just like, all right, see ya. And looks at the 12. I was like, are you going to leave too? And they're like, where else will we go? So I mean, if, if I like to just kind of bring it back to that, the, the, the Eucharist and how mass is awesome. And then again, ask them to ask that question. Like, do you believe this is true? Because if it is in a few moments when we have mass, you get to receive the living God. You're, you're very, very good at this, Jonathan. Thank you. All right. Taylor. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to do one more each, but we're going to, we're going to uh, adopt the rules of freestyle preaching. We have to do it in 60 seconds. You ready? 60 seconds. Deal. Deal. All right. My final one is that uh, it's, it's from Romans. That, God, that while we were separated, while we were still sinners, Christ, uh, God demonstrates his love that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, right? Um, two points there is that like, uh, while we were still sinners, while we were enemies of God is when God died for us. So he didn't just die for us whenever we're being perfect Catholics and you know, or we always joke like, oh, take me right after confession, right? You know, like, you know, like he didn't just die for us in our holiest moments, our best moments and the best things we've ever done, the most loving we've ever done. He died for us in the worst moments. Like the worst thing you've ever done, John, is the moment that Jesus died for you, right? And all the other moments you know, after that, right? But it goes all the way down there that while we were still sinners, while we were enemies of God, he died for us. So he, you know, we always talk about like, you know, oh, I'd lay down my life for a friend. I'd lay down my life for a loved one. But he laid, he laid down his life for his enemies, for the people who who turned his back on him, right? Um, and it's this, it's this thing too. It doesn't say that God demonstrated his love like once, right? Is that he continues to demonstrate his love. He does it for us each and every day. Uh, is constantly inviting us back into relationship with him. And uh, uh, even when we screw up. So it's just like, that's, just, that's my favorite. Like his mercy is just, uh, it's not exhausted, right? Like he's, he's constantly calling us back to him, even when we screw up. So that's my last one. I love that. Well done, dude. I lo- it's always good to hear this. Uh, you know, you're inspiring me, Taylor. 
Well, it's funny. I I, I was thinking me? about this wow. the other. I was thinking about Loves this me? the other day, and I was like, I feel like, uh, yeah, how I speak when I go to like lead retreats and how I talk on here is very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, there's a, there's a there's a that's okay. There's a time and place. You're doing it right now, and that's good. This is, that's good. You know what I mean? But you, if I did if I did this like on stream without like just out of context, just started going like, you know, it'd be weird. But if yeah. I was like, hey, we're doing this science, we're going to do it. I think it's cool. People yeah. can choose to be there. You know what I mean? On retreat, everyone's there. They're expecting it. Right. I don't know. They're, they're not expecting me to go up on stage and be like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to sponsor ad reads in the middle of my retreat talks. <laughs> next time. You should. <laughs> this talk brought to you. By Tubby By Lard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, if you had one last thing that you would like to share, one final message that you would like to share with people, this is the time. Uh, okay. I, I think I think right now one of the biggest issues in our, enti- in our entire world, especially with young people, but also our generation of millennials, is that we do not feel lovable or that we don't feel loved. Um, and, and I, it's, and I think that it's both, but we're not, we don't feel loved, but it's because we don't feel like we're lovable. Um, and uh, the two things that I think are super important to think about are first, when God said, when, when we find out that we're made in the image and likeness of God, like that means that when we look in the mirror, we should see God. And like, that's what he sees. Um, and that's a big deal, right? That means that we're not who other people say we are. We're not what our friends say or the, or social media says, or the comments or whatever. Like we are, we are sons and daughters. We are made in his image and likeness. And the second is that uh, is that he loves us more than we could ever imagine, like you said. And there's nothing he could, nothing we could do to make him love us less. Like, and if I if I as an imperfect dad, and trust me, I'm an imperfect dad, but if I love, if there's nothing my kids could do to make me love them less, how much more is is the is the the perfect love of God the Father with us, right? Like I, I bring up, like my kids could kill someone, and I would still love them the same. I would think they deserve punishment and, and justice, and mercy needs to uh, be, be on the whole the victims and all that stuff. But like, I still love my kids. If my love like that, which is imperfect, uh, it can can be like that. How much greater is God's love for us? And so we need to let God love us. That's that's beautiful. I uh, and you are a, you're a great dad. You're a better dad than me because I have one exception to what you just said. My one exception to the only <laughs> thing that I can that my kids can do to make me love them less is uh, when my son and I are playing Fortnite and he can clearly come res me and he de- decides not to and then <laughs> dies. That makes me love him a little less. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i knew you were gonna bring i knew you were gonna say something about me like he beats me in mario kart like i knew yeah, you were gonna yeah, say yeah. That. that's funny that's like, funny me no yeah. Um, yeah, not yet well it's it's funny i i, I think that i think this episode flowed very well we did our, our fake silly preaching we did our heartfelt preaching kind of under the the idea that like you know if you had one last message to give the world what would it be and john you're not dying but you're dead. I'm to not, me. Hopefully not. You're dead oh my to God. me because uh, you have decided to to leave the show, Jonathan. Wow. Yeah. I. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, and I love you, dude. We, 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 we've had we've had so many so many great times here on the show. Um. So let, let's do a little a little recap here, right? Uh, okay. Back on January. No, no, no. Sorry. August sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Um, yep. Taylor Schroll was 96 episodes into the show we called Forte Catholic, and it was a very different show than the Forte Catholic that it is now. Uh, I didn't even have co-hosts at the time, but we had this this one guest come on. His name was John Blevins. He talked about how he was doing evangelization and pre-evangelization on this thing called Twitch, uh, and he was just doing it on the side. And now, uh, now he's built an empire out and is doing it full time. <laughs> uh, became a co-host on January 9th, 2019. 
So wow. here, here we are. We've been doing this show together for four years. You've done 48 episodes, and you decided- Have I actually? You've done 48 episodes. Yeah, this is your 48th episode, and you finally- 48 episodes, you finally are like, I can't do it anymore. I'm so tired of this guy. <laughs> no, it's not It's not, It's not. not that. That is cool, though. That is, I, I'll never forget when that you sent me. I want to say it's a Twitter DM. I was at my parents' house. It was the scandal- <laughs> The scandal broke that morning, and I was so mad. And I was like, I don't want to do an interview. And it went really well, and you made me laugh, and I needed that. Uh, yeah, I had no idea it would turn to 48 episodes. That's amazing. That's very cool. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's a, I'm sad to leave you. Um, it's not that I won't ever be back if you'd still have me back uh, at, You know, at, every once in a while. But I just, Probably right now, not. the... Okay, perfect. <laughs> not, how's John doing? No, no, no. Uh, but you know, like, a, like there's I, right now. I just have more projects than I've ever had, and I'm having a hard time balancing. And we're, we're doing a lot of big things. I just have to have to laser down my focus for this next really, really year, um, and then kind of see what's happening. It's the first time I've ever owned a business. It's been a. It's been. I got through the first year, and I'm really Woo! trying to get through year two. So uh, if you'll be happy to know, I. I'm not. I'm not joining another podcast. I'm not, it's not. I'm not. I'm just focusing on all the projects that we have going on at the moment, as well as my wife and kids. Yeah, for sure. Again, forgetting about your family and the Lord. <laughs> no, I love my end. family. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, this has been great. Uh, I. It, what's really funny is I didn't even think about it until right now that uh, you. One of the bi- one of the biggest tiffs between you and I is that you want me to text you everything, and every now and then I have something special that I want to call you about. And you're like, never, ever call me. Don't call me. <laughs> what are you, a bad millennial? Stop calling me. And it's usually like big things that I want to like talk about and not text about. Well, all of this started, John, because I called you <laughs> from the Dallas-Fort Worth airport in between flights and oh, asked you yeah. to be a co-host. So our friendship is based on something you hate. The foundation of our friendship, of our working relationship for the last four years is all based on a phone call. And that brings me incredible joy. <laughs> okay, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it and the more joyful way to look at it is that it's based off of the shot of tequila that we had. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that was about a year later. That Was about was a it a year later? later? Yeah, or something like that. I don't uh, know. So we've hung out. Okay, so I've talked to you on the phone then twice in airports. <laughs> <laughs> almost, as much, almost as much as I have in real life. Yeah, I think we've had two other phone calls outside of the airport it's amazing uh, but i i I really do appreciate it like it's crazy that it's been four years uh you've brought a lot to the show um the show has been really special to me since we've gotten the co-host like it just it just completely changed the show um you know every episode with or every episode with every co-host is different because you all have different personalities uh so we're gonna miss you we're gonna you know we're we're losing something we're losing the other chubby guy on the show and i'm sad about that (laughs) Imagine, imagine I just get absolutely swollen in a year from now. You bring me back on and, and, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it was, it was me. I'm the problem. That was a Taylor Swift joke. Yeah, it, it was. Me. But there's another joke uh, <laughs> about something that you hated about the show that I won't make because you, uh, you told me that there was a guest I had on that has something to do with that. That, uh, <gasps> that <laughs> It's very funny and you and I are going to laugh about that and that's how we're going to end our time together. One little inside joke for us to end on um, and I'm trying not to tear up. John, I really appreciate your friendship. I appreciate all the, all the, um, just all the stuff you've done for me, all the stuff that you've done for the show. Um, you know, you've never seen a penny out of this. I mean, you got one free pair of pants uh, that I said my you favorite for Christmas, pair, right? They're my favorite pair. <laughs> your favorite pair of pants. Um, but uh, you know, you've just done this out of the generosity of your heart, and I and I I appreciate it. I appreciate you and your friendship, and I wish you the best of luck in all that you're doing. Thank you, dude. I appreciate you. It's been an amazing opportunity, and you're you're just you're doing great things, bro. I I, I love your community. It's Twitter especially. Like to hear people like you just have people commenting all the time 
uh, and and get the inside jokes and and you're welcoming to the people who maybe don't know the inside jokes. So you're not you're not too niche of a podcast. You're killing it, man. I'm excited to see where Watch you go. Your as well. mouth. I'm excited <laughs> excited to be your friend as well throughout this whole thing and uh, excited to get back to Houston. I haven't been in a couple months. Hopefully we can hang out here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, um, the the thing that I always hated about you being on the show was that you always stepped over my outro. So for one last time, <laughs> you're going to step over my outro. I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Jonathan Lene Belvins. I'll be back next week. He'll be back. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>Y'all for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it. We want to give a big thank you once again to John Blevins, not only for his time today, but his time over the last four years. Uh, we'll have some announcements on who our next co-host is going to be very soon. So make sure you hit subscribe uh, so you don't miss out on that. Uh, y'all have a great week and we'll see you very soon. Love you.